Welcome to the Rock Your Life Show. Where questions meet answers. The profound meets the mundane. And we help you rock rock your life. life. We are your hosts, the Vignatis. I'm Tracy. And I'm Fabrice. Hello, guys. Good morning. Welcome back to the Rock Your Life Show. I hope you enjoyed the last one uh, on creativity. Yeah, so now this is episode two. Woohoo! Yes, uh, episode two for this uh, November month uh, and uh, the month of... Uh, of Thanksgiving. Yeah. So we've uh, decided to do this episode on... Uh, the topic today is what is family? Yeah. So what is family to you? And we're going to give you kind of our take on it and our perspective and our own experiences because we are by no means uh, shrinks or you know counselors or anything like that. We are just musicians, artists who have our own life experiences as you guys do too. So, yeah. And it's not about parenting as well, or, you know, children or anything like this is nothing to do. It's just the point of view we're going to have on family. Yeah. It's more of a, like our perspective as being the kids of a nuclear family and, uh, our view. Well, you'll see, you'll see how it unfolds. So family by, by definition is, um, those who share a legal or genetic bond, but it's much more than that. And uh, I know this topic for you guys might stir up some emotions. It kind of did for me. And uh, so we just want to maybe give you a little heads up about that. So don't don't fret. <laughs> yeah, it's a personal matters for sure. Definitely. So um, the defini- you gave the definition basically. Huh? Yeah. And, and uh, maybe when you think of family, I know when I think of family, I think of... Um, Things, words that might describe what family is to us and maybe to you too. It's fair or fairness, loving, understanding, respectful, communicative, compassion, leadership, kind, supportive. And uh, maybe none of these things belong to you and your family. I know I can eliminate some of them. <laughs> That's for sure. We all have our, our struggles with that. Yeah. Well, you know, uh, it's a per- like I said, it's a personal matter. So definitely, uh, the list that you gave definitely some don't relate to me too. And but we're always striving to get those. I mean, the, the element in that one that you gave uh, the fair, loving, understanding, respectful, communicative—they are positive one. Yeah, and oftentimes you are not going to get that from your. DNA family, you're going to get that from another family, which is your circle of friends. Uh, cause some people don't have family. So your friends, it's an, friends are an interesting addition or because they are by choice, they're not by genetics or DNA. So that's why friendship is so on top of the, the food chain, so to speak. And in, in my opinion. Yeah, definitely. Uh, the family, well, we see. Uh, we say we don't choose the, the expression. Is that the expression that we say we don't choose our family? But welcome, welcome back to that because uh, um, we, we'll touch on that point. Uh, it's not entirely true, uh, but uh, it's quite difficult to understand this this matter that uh, and this quote saying or this say uh, that we say we don't choose our family. But in a way, to start on the basic, definitely we don't choose our family and. Uh, and in the family, there's a, well, when we talk, let's describe when we talk about family, we're talking about the nuclear, right? The nuclear family. Well, yes, 
And no, but let me just give a, a, this is a funny quote that I found that I think it was just absolutely hilarious. And it is from uh, Mary Carr, who's an American poet and author of the best-selling memoir uh, called The Liar's Club. And here's what she said, and I, I was literally laughing out loud. A dysfunctional family is any family with more than one person in it. <laughs> and I thought that was so true. So, yes, so your family, the, you're talking, we're talking about the nuclear family. Are we talking about? Well, let's talk, yeah, let's talk yes. about family dynamics. You okay. know, the dynamics between, uh, between that. And like we can, yeah, let's start with the nuclear family, the parents and children. Which is, which is, by the way, the most common, of course, as, as we said, we broadcasting. So, you no, know, for everybody, it might be, for, for, every, for some people, it might be a different uh, uh, setup. Well, no matter what, we're, we're sitting here speaking. Yes. So we have parents. Yes. That's Someone for sure. gave birth to that's us. Right, that's right. So yes. the nuclear family is, by definition, I know I'm, because I'm a nerd and I define everything. So is parents and children siblings that that type of father mother father son daughter siblings that's the nuclear family um anyway so yes it's a personal things family is a personal things uh that only um we know we're gonna give many our experience yeah i think that's the only way we can do because i can talk about mine you can talk about yours and um because everyone's is different so we're just hoping that you know we can share our own life experience with people and maybe it can help them in some capacity. But uh, for my own situation, my nuclear family is very small. Mother, father, and two kids. That was it. And my father's military, so we moved a lot. There was no base. Uh, Well, literally, we lived on bases, but um, there was no foundation set because we moved a lot when I was a kid. So that was very normal to me to not have these uh, family experiences with extended and, you know, holidays together and this, that, and the other. Sometimes holidays would be, you know, eating at the on-base dining hall because you just moved the day before. So, you know, that was not a big deal. And I thought that was normal because a lot of the kids that I grew up with were uh, in the same boat. So that kind of made a lot of sense to me. However, Halloween was the best because there's so many houses on base and you've got candy in uh, pillowcases and you'd have to go home and dump it a couple times. Anyway, uh, that was a uh, tangent. Now I'm back on topic here. Uh, Family for me and my situation, it was more like a task. It wasn't, I always felt like it wasn't the goal of my parents to have this hallmark situation where everybody is kumbayaing and holding hands. It was very much like a military approach. You have it, you raise it, you discipline it like that. It was very task oriented. My mother was not that way, but my father was pretty much a hard ass, kind of like the great Santini. Of course, he would have amnesia with that right now. But, uh, so, um, it was, uh, very much structured and, and that kind of thing where you're always wanting to excel and approve and, you know, you have to do it correctly and his way or the highway type deal. Do you recall the first time you, as a, as a baby or kid or whatever, you realized that you were in the family yeah, or, or you were, well, you, you had a brother at that time already. Yeah, he was first. So, so do you recall that moment or maybe or when? Uh, no? No, not really. I just recall a lot of conflict with him. 
Because oh. I think he was jealous. When you were young? Yeah. Oh, when wow. he, I think, a, you know, a new baby that came along, and he was the only kid for, uh, that's very common. And I, I don't know. I don't think he ever really dug it. And maybe he still doesn't today. <laughs> I wow. never, you know, I don't even know that he's a fan. I just think that we're related by DNA, which I'm sure a lot of you people have that same thing. I think my brother just deals with me because we're related. I think on a friendship level, I don't know that he'd ever choose someone like me to have in his circle. That is a great question. And I think that in the future, I mean, a little bit later on, we should approach that, that, that the difference between your uh, brother and sister uh, as blood and character, their personality, sometimes you don't get along with them. And sometimes you do. And when you don't get along, you will get along maybe better with a friend. And I'm sure some people thought that, oh, wow, I wish this girl would be my sister or, or this guy would be my brother. You know, when you, when you, when you basically uh, um, uh, think about the, uh, uh, the matter. So, well, for me, it was different. Um, actually, it was the, the, the similarity with you is that uh, as mother and father, and it was two kids too, but it was no sister and brother, it was two brothers. And, and my brother was nine years older than me, Tracy, so you know that. But he it's, still is. It's not like that's changed. Just yes. want to clarify that. Yeah. <laughs> He's still. I'm running after him, but it's always a nine years difference. Anyway, yeah, it was, it was, uh, it was uh, uh, d- uh, very difficult by the fact that my brother was nine years older than me. So he was almost kind of a generation. So when he was 17, I was uh, seven, my, uh, seven, barely eight barely years old. Eight years old. Yeah. So imagine what you do at eight years old and what you do at 17. So that was very difficult. Uh, that's why there was a bunch of conflicts and maybe uh, uh, matters, interest, you know. In my, well, it's distance in because distance. of the age difference. And I'm sure, sure. that that affect my parents in a way of raising me. And in a way of raising, so it was kind of like maybe two, they raised my brother first. So they had this experience with my brother from the age of, uh, uh, actually, they were only one children from the uh, child from the age of zero until I, I appear. La, la, la. Yeah. I, I appear. Well, and we both were mistakes, yes. by the way. We want to tell you that. I wasn't supposed to be, nor was he, uh, obviously. <laughs> Yeah, I think a, he was born with like the umbilical cord around his head. He came out blue or something. I think oh, his really? mom was telling me. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. A, I don't uh, even think you knew that. I was purple. Yeah. Maybe yeah. that's why I like purple A's. You could know, be. it could be. Like, Jimmy. Yeah. Yes. We like Jimmy. Anyway. Um, yes. Yeah, so they, he was born. Think about it. He was, I'm sure it happens to a lot of people. There's a difference. Even if there's like four or five kids and you have one that is uh, uh, two years old and the other one is nine years old, there's already a big difference on what you do, what you play, what you, your interests are. So uh, me, I, it was only two, and I experienced nine years of difference with my brother. And if you look at it, it was, they were, it was a single child. It was only child from the age of zero to, to nine. And so basically he realized that he, maybe he thought that he would be the only child for a while, or maybe ever, they didn't know there would be another child coming. Oh, I'm sure they did not know. Or, or, or he, no, he did not know. That's what I'm saying. So that happened, and then after that, I appear, and, and then uh, I was born, and and that changed the whole dynamic. I'm sure for you, for him, and then uh, when when we grew up, these teenage years was for me my 
six years old, something like this. So it was really, I remember there was a, a big difference. And sometimes I watch pictures and I was like, wow, what a big difference. I'm on, there's a picture of I'm behind him on his back on the bed and then, yeah. you know, just playing. And I can see the difference. I'm like, wow, he had to put up with that. It must have been difficult. And then 17, imagine for me, I was. I'm sure it was a him. total drag for him. Well, I, I, I you know, I, I, I got to talk to it to him someday. I and mean, I hope I will. Uh, but then there's the difference as well of personality. Oh, so that's where there was... Tell me about it. So let's be honest. There was a bridge to gap when we got older, which we are doing now. Plus, there's another thing is that there's the distance, which we're going to approach that. But uh, um, for me, it was it was a very delicate situation, Tracy, due to the fact that... And plus the moving, because we had to move. And, you know, because I, I was born at a certain... I, I was born in in a place in France where it was beautiful oh, and, and much, and much yeah and much more oui. quieter. And then I moved at the at the age of eight, and that's was turmoil. Turmoil. And then my brother left right away. So there's all these things. There's the the concept of the distance, and then there's the concept of the uh, oh yeah the geographic distance and the boundaries uh, as well the conflict you know and all that play a game into the relationship and the way in the family nuclear nuclear family yeah yeah it's uh yeah it's funny I, I i always thought that maybe being closer in age it would help but it really did not and again i think it has to do with like you had mentioned about the personality differences my brother did not enjoy moving it was hard for him to adjust for me i love that that newness that starting over dump me in a country where i don't speak the language and i'm alone i'll figure it out I mean, he's good with that too, but I think that socially speaking, he always had a harder time adjusting. And, you know, I was just like, dive in the deep end and let's make it happen, you know? And, yeah. You know, and, you know, I think my dad, I, I wasn't raised like a girly girl at all. You know, for my 16th birthday, I got an oil filter wrench <laughs> and he said, let's go get your license. Well, you're going to learn how to change your oil. And I thought, oh, that's, that's really helpful. That's going to help me. But he did get me a bottle of of perfume so he got me my favorite bottled perfume at the time yeah so if you look at this our situation is basically that you you close in age yeah right you close in age you almost too close you almost too close and then me i'm i'm a um i'm a part of almost not a generation 10 years a generation almost um, yeah yeah if you think about it so so that's good uh for this podcast for us definitely to have two different but you said that basically it was kind of similar to me in a way even if with the closest age. Yeah, in that regard, yeah. And I think uh, what I did not like, and I'm sure that others have gone through this too, is that when you're that close in age, you kind of want your own thing. With me being the girl, I wanted like the Barbie, you know, the newest, latest Barbie thing. And so then if I got that, then he would have to get something. But mind you, my father was extremely thrifty, except for with himself. And to this day, he's still that way. If you would ask him for, you know, hey, dad, I need 10 bucks for some, he'd, of course, the, the grimace on his face and you'd op he'd open his wallet and moths would fly out, you know, because my dad is he's a tightwad. But I'm glad because he he raised us the same way and how to be thrifty. And that's why he has what he has. <laughs> you know, you know, when it, when it comes to a, a family and the memories that you have, some are good, some are not good, but you can tell that. For my case, I remember that I'm sure it was difficult for my parents and it's difficult. That, that I realized later on, because when you're young, you don't. But 
God damn, the, 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 the compassion that I realize now, boy. I mean, think about it as well. My mom was the only woman, and then she had three yeah, guys. Yeah, three dudes. Three dudes, and she had to deal with that. So yeah, we difficult. know that maybe in your case, in your, in your family... Uh, it was very balanced. Uh, it was balanced, each. yeah. But, yeah. But, but, but in some families, there's... Uh, uh, like, for example, my uncle, he has... Uh, he was uh, five, four women and just him because he had three daughters. Um, oh, uh, give me a rope. Three, too, too three, much, three chick, daughter, too many chicks. Three daughters and a wife. And then, and so it was like, it was the contrary of my mom. So this play in, it comes into play for a father, husband that is surrounded with women. And then the other way where, for example, my mom was surrounded with, surrounded with only guys. So yours, it was more balanced. So I, I can't, I, I can't imagine, um, the, the feeling that parents can have uh, and, and, and how they have to control that dynamic, you know. But for me, I always remember there was a lot of love and understanding. I was, I, was, I guess I, maybe I'm lucky, but I was, born, I was born in a family that has a lot of uh, compassion and a lot of uh, love. And so um, they were trying to be uh, disciplined. I remember mainly my dad was trying to be disciplined. But he knew he had to deal with two guys and two different ages. So you will not probably saying the same thing to a 17-year-old or 16-year-old that you were saying to an 8-year-old. And then, you know, the, the dynamic. I mean, unbelievable. I can't, I can't fathom how you can manage this. Well, it's a juggling uh, act, I'm sure it was oh, for them. Yes. In my case, that wasn't the case. Uh, my father, who was a disciplinarian, uh, my mother was not. She's very soft. Always preferred my brother. I, I know that, and I was always okay with it. My dad was very neutral with the two of us, but he raised me like a son. He didn't raise me like a girly girl, not not whatsoever. So I'm very glad and grateful for that. And uh, he had a, a ton of leadership skills, and he was fair. I don't know how compassionate he was, <laughs> you know, at that time. And, uh, but it's okay. You know, I think these things will pop up in your life later. And, uh, I hate to break it to you, but it's up to you to deal with it. Whatever it is that you've gone through, it's not up to them. No finger pointing, no blaming. It's up to you to deal with what's happened to you. I'm not going to give a lot of specifics on how strict he was, but, um, he did questionable things, you know, but I think at that time it was, more acceptable, maybe? I, wow. I, I'm not really sure. I mean, now you can't do any of those things, but... Well, uh, that's parenting. Middle. You know, so it's they do the best personal. that they can. And, you know, my father came from a situation that wasn't good. Uh, you know, he... Eh, it's not even worth getting into, but, you know, he kind of had to raise himself with his older sister. So, you know, because I, I never had grandparents. I never had that experience, which we'll talk about extended family in a little bit. But um, it was always just the nuclear family. And he... <laughs> He and my mother did the best they could. She was perfect. I mean, honestly, she was just the perfect, you know, that uh, Carol Brady, you know, just lady, pinky raising at the high tea. You know, that that was my mother, very ladylike. And how she ended up with a kid like me, I have no idea. But I'm a little more mouthy than she ever was. But, um, you know, that's it's karmic. And uh, we'll discuss that in a little bit too as well well you know there's another point i'd like to bring is the up we know the expression is uprising you you know that uh upbringing uh, upbringing sorry uprising yeah. 
That's Bob, isn't it Bob Marley? Uh, <laughs> I think a song or an album, maybe an album. Anyway, the great Bob. Um, yeah, the upbringing. So we, we talk about that. Oh, the upbringing as a relation uh, and as an impact of how you think in life and the rest of your life. But uh, think about it as well for the parents, uh, the way they raise their children and as well... F- you, well, we don't know when we're children, uh, we think that everybody has a father and a mother like us. Uh, my, my dad had a mother, but uh, not of, I guess he never knew his real father. But yeah, he, same he, my dad. Yes, he was, he was, uh, uh, he was, he had the, the, I guess his stepfather that recognized him. But uh, you think about it. And so I didn't know that guy because he died uh, before I was born. Um, but if you look at it, it's uh, you as a child, as a child, or maybe later on, you realize that wow, they had they were children of parents too. So they had to they upbring the upbringing had an influence on the way they raised us. And so ba- basically, for me, I recall that the on the extended family when I used to see my my grandma uh, uh, or on the side of my mom, my mother, my grandmother, and my grandfather that has as well an impact on the way you were raised and uh, I know it did because like children talk to their father and mother I guess the mother and the father maybe talk uh, to their father and mother they have so all that you can see it's kind of like I don't know how you call that but it's 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 a chain it's linked in a way of oh, how do you do it so yeah but for you your case was different I mean I had my mom and my dad until I left home. Yeah, and I lost my mom shortly after college. It wasn't too terribly long. And then my dad got remarried, which changed that whole dynamic completely. My fortune is that I was a grown adult when it happened. Mm. So for for kids who lose their mother, I was in the big sister program, the big brother, big sister, and I had a a, a little sister and that I was assigned to. And she's actually the one who had helped me through the death of my mother. I mean, it was incredible. She's 11 years old at the time because she had lost her mother Mm. at age nine. So she kind of helped me along the way through getting through that time. And uh, man, and her dad got remarried too. And as an adult, my behavior was just hideous. I mean, I could not cope with the fact that he was with someone else. So I can't imagine being a child and going through that. So I have more compassion now for people who come from those kinds of homes or, or broken and divorced homes. Cause that divorce never really, I never, uh, you know, ran in my family or anything, but, uh, we certainly do have, I have a ton of compassion for that. And, uh, cause it's just difficult. Living is difficult. You have to work at being happy. Mm. It's, it's a task. Well, you know, uh, you can see that uh, through that po- podcast, here's two situations. We just two here, you and me, Tracy, and uh, you can see it's it's you, it's a very personal matter. But I think it's a matters that, as an adult, it's important to self-reflect on it. Mm-hmm. So um, now comes in play a different. Uh, point. Well, let's talk about extended family. Yes, that's which. The- was very difficult for me being a nuclear family who always moved that you didn't have those experiences, those holiday times or dinners and this, that, and the other thing. Cause I didn't have any grandparents. They were all dead before I came along. And, uh, well, there was a grandma, but she was just absent. And, 
that was my dad's mom. And so for me, I kind of, because I see your extended family, I think it's great when I'm a little bit away from it. When I'm in it, I start to feel a little bit uncomfortable when there's too many people around because I haven't had that experience as a child growing up. I've gotten way better through the years with it, but there's a little, there's still at times a little bit of like discomfort where I feel like, uh, anxiety, like a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm a little bit anxious anyway, by nature. And I feel a little bit like an outsider and I need to go inside of my cancer shell and go sit in a corner or go do my own thing for a little bit and kind of decompress and then come back into the room. I don't know why. I think maybe it's like too much at one time. I can't believe all these people are related, get along, and are in the same room. Probably, it's very strange for me. Yeah, for sure. But it goes in waves now that I'm. Well, you know, each each visit, it's better. Yeah, and 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 talking about my family, well, you know, my mom had eight brothers, eight and sisters, so six, maybe six, between six and eight. I'm not sure exactly. It's so big. So imagine how many the cousins I have, the uncle I have. And uh, so I, I could understand why you would be overwhelmed with that. But uh, it's, it's interesting through the years, I realized that uh, um, you have the cousins and some you, you, some I never see since I'm young uh, to those days. And, and some I see every time I go, we go back to France. And it's funny yeah. that some you see... And some you don't, and even the closest one, some reappears and some goes away. And I think what's is very important in the extended family is that at some point, where is the point where you start to be blood and you start to be friends? Like some friends, yeah. you see, some friends maybe in, in Los Angeles, I see them more than some cousins, you know, uh, or, or talk more and, be, and then some less. So where is the... Where is the, the boundaries between uh, a blood related that you don't see too much and a friend that you see? So it's really, it's, it's a very strange d- dynamic, but some I haven't seen for so long. I, I don't even know if they, I mean, they're part of my family by blood. So it's a very strange situation if you look at the big pictures, of course. To me, I consider life like a road trip. And it's always moving in a straight line. And you just pick up things along the way. You stop here, you stop there to get to your destination. And people enter your life, whether friends, family, or otherwise, for the purposes that your life requires at that moment. Then you go on to the next town. That's a good point. You gas up and you go to the next town. And that's why I think sometimes with uh, friends that we consider family, you can go months and months maybe even years and not speak and you pick up the phone and it's it's like you just talked to them two days ago then there are people that uh you are physically near each other but you have nothing to say to each other and i think that happens in a lot of nuclear families i can't yes i can't see that uh my father doesn't know me in the ways that close friends know you and I think it's kind of sad you know that I I guess it's normal and maybe for his generation that you just don't 
they're they're not talkative types. It was more it's task oriented. Well, do you think now it's it's better? I don't think I don't think it's changed and it's getting better or it's getting worse. Maybe I watch. It depends on your. I think I watch too many Hallmark movies or, or on maybe, the holidays. Or, or maybe <laughs> or maybe it's just base to base case. That's what it is. Yeah, it could be. I mean, it has to be. Look, I have no answers. That's for sure. All I have is thoughts. But <laughs> but you know, it's when I think about extended family, some. I connect more than others. I can tell. And some, like, for example, one of my uncle, I didn't talk. I saw him when I was young. And then at the age of 14, 15, or, or, or 17, when I moved and when I did my own things and start to leave the nuclear family, I didn't talk to him for 20 years. Then I reconnect with him, you know, uh, five, And you picked seven, up where you left years. off. And I picked up where I left off. Left off. We didn't even talk about the past. Seems like... Yeah, well, you know, we're family for life. So, well, then let's carry on and let's, we just pick up. And then I saw him, uh, I didn't talk to him again for another year, a year and a half. And then I saw him this, this year. And then we, we saw each other the day. And then now we're not talking again. Yeah. And it's funny, but when we saw each other, it was so, so like nothing happened. So it's some you connect more than others. But one thing I want to say is bottom line, they're all human beings. And I think that... That's what's important. Yeah. It, but it, human it's a mystical side of the connections. And that's where I think that the DNA or the genetic bond is in a way mystical, you know? I think it is. Because we can't really... Like, why with why with him, with Uncle Joe, that you just pick up where you left off and then now it's on pause again? His choice, mind you. Yes. <laughs> and we love him dearly, but... It is what it is, and I think it's very mystical. And the next time we see him, it'll be the same thing. You pick up where you left off. It feels like there's no time has passed. That's totally yeah. true, and and that's why it's it's important that uh, I, 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 we self reflect on the one that we connect more, the one that we connect less, the one it's easier to talk to, the one that it's harder to talk to. And I think that I'm trying. I don't know you, but me personally, with my family, since I have a big family, I'm trying somehow to connect with. At least uh, all of them, or not all, but at least the more I can. And I think it's important to make an effort to try to do that. I know time, life gets in the way, but there's family gathering that you can take the opportunity. Oh, how is your son? Or you see, maybe not directly, but indirectly. How, how is Remember what happened with you and your cousin, for example? Yeah. You didn't see him, but oh, when we saw... Uh, 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 we went to New York to see you were able to ask uh, oh, how is this person how is this person I think that is something that we should um, uh, how's your son how's your daughter and how's my cousin something we can ask or maybe send a letter or maybe send try to connect or send tell them give me my best regard I think it's important to that and we don't know because before we knew and you knew them in a certain way mm -hmm. and now maybe they moved on maybe they can help you with your business or maybe they can uh, um, uh, tell you some stuff that their story yeah. might help you emotionally with you so I think it's important as human beings that we don't let that go behind you agree with that Tracy yeah I do uh, but again, you don't have to uh, whip out your contacts and start, you know, getting in touch with every cousin that you've ever had or uncle to any well, kind of blood. It's like, I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Being raised the way I was in a military household, it's very much, you know, flee the nest and go and start your own life. I think that's, uh, 
you know, I mean, that's, it, it's still in me why, hence, I have this kind of anxiety in big families. Yes. Oh, hi, Buster. Buster is here. It's oh. our, it's our, our neighbor's doggy. Uh, so, yeah, extended family. So, of course, there's so much to say on that and everybody's personal uh, experience. Um, we try to relate ours, but it's so important that you self-reflect on that. Now, of course, in the nuclear family, there's parameters that comes actually nuclear and extended. There's parameters. And we try to gather a few parameters that could change basically the dynamic of the family, whether when you were young, whether uh, you are in the midlife or whether you're older, whether you are a parent or not a parent, um, but there's different things. So let's see some of those topics or some of those uh, parameters. Well, I, I think one of the other ones I wanted to touch on was um, geographic distance. When you flee the nest, you tend to move somewhere else, depending on where you live. You know, maybe culturally speaking, you stay and you move across town or whatever. But in my case, I left. So I was far away and uh, my dad's in Georgia and I'm in Los Angeles. You know, technically speaking, I'm a native Californian, but not wasn't raised in SoCal. I was born up north. But, you know, so so there creates that distance there and uh, the geographic distance. So I don't I can't just hop in the car, drive an hour and uh, go see my dad. And then with a uh, remarriage after my mom passed, that changed the dynamic, too. And uh, there's been a lot of conflict in the past due to that and my immaturity, I guess you could say. Pretty much I call a spade a spade and, uh, you know, I have a lot to learn and and still do. But anyway. Geographic distance. Yeah, I mean, with you, your family's in France. Right. So that's even that's even a, a a further one for me. I had 10 hours to fly to do that. So definitely the geographic distance uh, affect um, a lot. And it's affecting still to those days. It's a difficult situation because even with the Skype uh, and even with with the phone and and anything you can do, uh, FaceTime, whatever you can do to connect. It's still it's, not the same. It's still not the same than, than when we go and when you see it, see them in person, uh, the face-to-face is never like the phone or anything else. But yes, it's affecting. And of course, he had a, a, a dynamic uh, uh, repercussion on, on, on my mother and my father. It scarred them, I'm sure. And uh, uh, but it was the fact that I was living and I was doing my own life and I decided to live further, far away. Uh, but no matter what, no matter what, uh, this is where the mystical pop comes in. The love of a mother is unconditional. And I think it's very important to understand that it is. I think the father is the same too. The, maybe in a different way. In a different way, but still, I think. And it's very important. I mean, we have only one father and one mother. Yeah, no matter who <laughs> you are, you have a bio mom and a bio dad. No matter what, that's right. However, that doesn't mean that they have been a father and a mother. True. Your father and your mother are those who cared for you and loved you and compassion and fair and disciplined and told you yes and no. And that's parenting. Those are the true parents who do that. However, you do. And I've seen it with friends who have um, are adopt have been adopted and have adoptive parents. They consider them their parents because they are. <laughs> when you adopt an animal, 
which I'm all about, by the way, please adopt, don't shop. Uh, you are assuming the responsibility for this beautiful creature and they had birth parents. So it's the same thing. Whoever cares for, loves, disciplines, feeds, clothes, all of those things, that is the family. And, Period. And, end of story. And no matter what, even when you're really young, they give you that. They feed you. And again, there's even the case where you don't have parents or you don't know your parents. And that is another case that uh, I can't relate to it, but I'm sure uh, I heard some experience and it's pretty moving. And some of those people found a father figure into maybe another family or I don't know. It'd be interesting to to to, to hear and, and have the the, uh, the 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 somebody talk about that. And that that must be an incredible uh, experience too. So yeah, the geographic distance has an effect. He had an effect on me and it still has an sure. effect. Definitely. And, 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 you know, uh, we talk about, we, Oh, my we, dad was glad to get rid of both of us. Well, look Trust at us, me. But look, we're in America and this country is big and you have to move. Europe is different. I mean, or maybe China or Asia, more smaller country, but this country here is big. And so geographic distance play a big element in the culture of America because you go to school on the other side of the mm -hmm. country or you move into the uh, up north and it's like five states above, you know. So no matter what, there's always this, yeah. this geographic. That's why I think the communication and technology can bring that Oh, it gap. helps. It oh, helps it close the gap and keeps the communication open. It did with me. Yeah, sure. Oh, sure. Well, the next one was I, the one thing I wanted. Uh, I'm horrible. Oh God, is I want to talk about boundaries. Okay, boundaries. Boundaries. When you have a sibling and you're born so close together, and you grow up not having boundaries, saying and doing whatever you want, and pushing limits with that sibling, which you carry that into adulthood. And I did. And my brother had gotten married. And there was an issue that came up. And I uh, opened my mouth very freely, as I have since uh, basically birth. I was known as the mouth of the South when I was in high school. The mouth of the South. Yeah. Nice. Nice title. The mouth of the South. So uh, it created a ginormous conflict. And I finger-pointed for a very long time with this. It's uh, their fault, their fault, their fault. But, but and, in fact, he was... And later on, I realized <laughs> it was me who had crossed boundaries, and I had no business getting in their business because it had nothing concerning me. I won't get into the details, but we all, at times, cross boundaries that we should not. Or say things that we should not. Yes, so I did, and I'm still paying the piper for that. So, because once you break that kind of trust or bond or whatever, and you cross that boundary, it's really hard to get it back. And I don't think that I will get it back 100%. And it's created distance, which is fine. You know, that's what he needs to do right now. And that's, that's okay. You know, it's, uh, I will bear the burden of that mistake. And that's what life is, is, a series of mistakes and obstacles that you hope you can fix. <laughs> well, I can tell you that uh, uh, me, I'm sure those boundaries were when I was young because of, like I said, the difference of uh, age. 
that's where poverty happens when you're young and then it's 17, the difference of age, you, you have not the same boundaries. When you get older, then it gets better. But then, but then again... Well, you're supposed to learn socially. But here's the thing. Yes. With the boundaries, when you are thinking in your head and when you want to say and do whatever it is that you're saying, even though there's truth, you may be speaking, all, you may be speaking only truth of whatever it is that you feel you need to say and cross a boundary, but the truth, just because it's true, doesn't mean that you have the right. free ticket mm. or the right to be able to hurt someone in that way. Or say it, or verbalize it. Why do you? Why did I need to open my mouth? Why did I? Because I was, t- I was thinking, oh, why was I not included in this? Which, why would I? It's not my marriage. That's why it's always, like I said, the expression, it's always important to check ourselves out first instead of looking outward and inward why do that but that's okay but here's the good news maybe it was out of love maybe it was out of love me yeah i'm Uh, sure it is knowing you i think it was out of yes because i i've had an ability since i was very young to be able to see things and uh kind of envision what an outcome could be (laughs) and uh your intuition was talking yeah i mean i'm highly intuitive being a water sign and uh I, but it didn't give me the right to be able to ruin that. So I, I can understand that because um, for me, I experienced that with with my mom and my dad. I was a loud mouth too, by the fact that I was very eccentric and I say things that I should never. But say. here's the good news about well, having a big mouth, though. The big mouth people, like the two of us, yes, who would speak and whatever, blah blah blah. You never have to worry about the loud mouths. You got to worry about the quiet ones. Yes, that's true. You know, with loud people and opinionated people where you stand, there's usually not a lot hidden. <laughs> so, well, but, you know, again, again, like I said, in the boundaries, uh, there's me for me, they're more silent boundaries because there's those one too. There's the boundaries that some hidden boundaries that you might not found or some silent boundaries. It could be religion. Mm-hmm. It could be politic. Mm-hmm. I mean, think about it with, with, your, with your sibling. You might have a different politic uh, approach, uh, uh, approach on politics. Sorry, not that because that's a different meaning. But you might have politically or, 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 or maybe it's socially or maybe there's a money. I mean, there's all kind of matters that come uh, into play, uh, materialistic. And, and for me, they were more like, they're more silent. And I experienced, personally, it's silence boundaries that um, I didn't know if I could talk about that or not talk about that. And still now, uh, do that, we are two different personalities. And I'm sure my parents are affected by that too. Things they say about to me that they don't say to my brother and, and vice versa. But uh, you can see that this, this notion of boundaries is really important to not look outward, but look inward. Don't you think, Tres, yeah. that you look inside of you? Is it, right. ask and, yourself the question And before. I think for, for myself, I felt because we were who we were as siblings, that I was entitled oh. to be able to cross those boundaries. Well, I'm your sister. I should be able to do that. I have the, the mm. free pass to do that. I sh- I'm entitled. When in fact, that's exactly what you're not. Because that person has their own separate life. It's not all about you and him. Or oh. you and your sister. Or yeah. you and your other brother. You know, it's, it's very important. And I've, I've learned that that's part of my process to back off and, and create that boundary, which it was very painful for me. 
because I thought I should be able to say this to my brother. But in fact, no. So I had to learn. That's like learning. It's more like self-realizing and learning about yourself and yeah, things that you, on which you need to improve. It's inward. It's definitely looking inward. And the same thing with uh, my dad's wife, you know, openly. Oh, I'm, I mean, I can be terrible. There's no doubt about that. That's probably why I stick with animals. It's safer. They don't speak the language. But, but you self-reflect on boundaries. And I think it's very important to take the time to do that. In, in our own family. And I, oh, take, it was a lot of tears, trust me. I mean, for me, it's all the time. All the time, all the time. I have to I have to self-reflect on those boundaries and what can I do, how can I approach, what should I say that, not say that, whether in the nuclear family and even now. And even I mean, husband and wife. I mean, I know, even, that I, even, I know that I do. I know that I cross boundaries with you verbally. I do. Because I have a big ass mouth. But again, when you start to know somebody, and that's why it's important, the only way it's you trigger the, the compassion gets triggered when in family, talking about in friends, okay, and, and in, in society, at work, and it's important. But think about it when you are either blood-related or you have a, a marriage or, or, like, or you live with somebody for a while and you know that person. There is, there is definitely some kind of... of, of understanding and some kind of way that you are going to have the compassion for the other person. It's important that we self-reflect on ourselves and that we understand each personality of our family, or at least try. Let's say try to understand. Then well, we can understand what they do and understand which boundaries we can cross and the boundary that we cannot cross. Yeah, because is it is it crossing a boundary or is it Respect, crossing maybe. something to help that person. I think that's where when I have strong opinions and my opinion is the only one that matters, that's when I know it's a boundary crossing. I know I, and I can recognize it now. Were you talking about the intention or right. when you say something? Yes. Yeah, but even still, but even, even with your still, intention, it's yes. how you deliver your yes. material. It's important to realize that this person, like you said, has a life and it's And sometimes I don't have an edit button or the correct filters and things come out the way they should not come out and you could rephrase something correctly. You're not the best at that either, but... <laughs> You know, I can, I can say that I'm still a work in progress. I think all of us are, and well, uh, and that's and that related to the conflict. That's where ooh. you start. You know, think about it. The 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 uh, the uh, yeah boundaries. When you cross boundaries, it leads to conflict. conflict. That's it. It's going to go, and you don't want that in family. There's already enough conflict with outside world uh, on on the news, and 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 maybe with. Uh, 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 your work or any other social situation. But think about if you create a, a, a conflict in your own family because a family is, suppo is supposed to be a place where... Um, there was a quote that, you know, I don't yeah, know where is it. Let me, see, let me see. No, let me see if I found that quote. But the conflict, it, the matter of the conflict, that's where we are. We, we have well, to I understand think, uh, that. Well, I think conflict is going to happen. No matter what you do, you're going to have conflict in your family. No matter, it, it can be a very small issue or it could be very large issues. And in my case, I tend to not make, in life in general, I don't make many mistakes. But when I do, they tend to be ginormous ones so that it makes up for all the little ones along the way. And the conflict, because I crossed a boundary, I created a conflict with my brother and his wife and... uh 
I have been working on it since to resolve the conflict. And you will resolve it, but I, I found think with him it's good. With her, I don't think it ever will be. Well, we'll see. What that only time knows, yeah. you know, the growth of a person. My my, but I found this. Uh, it's not a completely quote, but it was as a passage, and he says the family is a unique where all joys and sorrow are shared among its members. As a result, sadness is more than halved and happiness more than double. So you see, maybe that's the mystical part that you talk about mm -hmm. where, where no matter what, no matter what, not like at work or anything, the family, there's a certain mystical way of compassion, maybe because we know that we are blood related, or maybe we know that we can escape each other's in this lifetime, or maybe, well, when there's death, you see that person as a death of a family, and you see that person, you're going to see a marriage, a yeah. wedding, or it's, it's a wedding. So, uh, 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 um, escaping uh, family. Uh, wow. Yeah. I tried to do that. Think about it. When escaping I was a kid, family. but, uh, it, running away from home, but you can't run away from home on an air force base. <laughs> I mean, I love my family and I know that there's some, I talk more than others and uh, I have to apologize for that. But if you think about it, you know, somehow that there's in this, in the family, I guess it's this mystical part or maybe these karmic things. No matter what, even when we're in conflict, we want approval, whether it's personal, you know, whether it's between, you know, my case with a brother or a father or whatever, it's approval. And you, I think with your family and your friends, you want their approval, like the uh, attaboy, you know, the pat on the back type thing. And I think it's been my experience and my I've noticed in families and nuclear families in particular that the biggest issue with approval lies with the father-son relationship. And I can tell you about yeah, that. Yeah, for sure. I, 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 you heard many It's not people. the same for a woman. It's like, Dad, you don't like it. Okay, I'm going to go out with him anyway. What about mo mother and, and mother, daughter? Mother, daughter, I mean, no. I, I, for, it wasn't for me. My mother just was supportive and, you know, just a beautiful person. And there was never anything like that. I have seen some jealousy with mother-daughter. But I think the biggest issue that I've noticed in families is the father-son thing. There's oh. so many films that you see about it. You know, the, the Hallmark films or, you know, whatever. I mean, I like Hallmark films, especially around the holidays. <laughs> well, I mean, I can tell you my experience, and it's not a bad one, but it's still an ongoing one where we don't know exactly, and I don't know, and I, I'm not trying to think about it, and I'm, I'm, I'm riding the wave on that, but if you think about it, you have this certain uh, 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 approval that you want. You do something or you, you're achieving something. And then the first thing that I don't know why, it must be, for men, it must be like this because the first thing you think is like, oh, what would my father What would your dad well, think? My, yep. my dad, yeah, what yep. my father think about that? Or uh, it's a very, I don't know because I don't want to analyze it more uh, too much. To be honest with you, but I know that it comes to my mind when I achieve something, or when I'm when when I, I fail at something. I remember school was definitely, you know, in school you failing something like, oh, what is my dad gonna say? Well, you know, or, or, or think about it, my dad's gonna say, oh, more than my dad than my mom. For me, because I know that I could be uh, uh, in trouble with my dad more than my mom due to the uh, somehow saying that the mothers are are more in uh, more unconditional love or more compassionate uh, as men, which is, I don't think it's true. But for me, it was always that. So the approval of a father for me uh, was important and still important that, that day, but it becomes a motivation. Think about it. 
Yeah. And I think for sure. Motivation. Yes. Oh, yes. Uh, Because I was raised by my military great Santini father, who pretty much raised me like a boy, I wanted his approval too, but not to the degree that a man would. So I would come home with a calculus test. You know, you get a 96 on it. It wasn't, wow, congratulations. It was, what did you miss? So no matter what, I felt that it wasn't ever good enough. I felt like no matter what, I needed to have his approval for it to be okay. But but not in the same degree that a man does. I don't think it, I, I mean, maybe it does exist for some women, but it didn't for me. I was like, you know what? Screw you. I'm going to do what I want. Yeah. And I remember when I watched interview, we just watched an interview with Billy Bob and he said, Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And he said that, he uh-huh. said, he said that his relationship with his own man, it was always uh, this, this kind of approval and, and, and he was always as well looking for it. And not that maybe it's a, 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 a an approval like it makes you it gives you satisfaction but more like um, does he think i'm okay yeah exactly yeah. since yeah. it's my dad or mainly for me it's more like uh am i on the right path uh, uh you know things like this or am i in line with what he taught me stuff like that mm-hmm, but but but, mm-hmm. but it becomes for me it becomes more now it becomes more a motivation because i really took it internally and i really uh, uh think it's like oh now it's motivating i gotta do that uh, not for me first but as well for my my mom and dad it's not the case of everybody and i can understand but you can find always a figure where whether it's, that's where comes the, the the mentor disciple when you always found uh, uh, somebody that you can realize uh, and uh, and achieve something to please that person and uh, for me it's not entirely my my father but it, it, it's in play still the, the fact that my father is alive so it happens and I still think about it but it's got the mystical part about it but you can perform to crowds of thousands of people and if one person doesn't like it and that one person is your father it's going to hurt oh you know, it doesn't matter. Or, you know, if someone gets a job promotion and everybody's happy about it and your father's like, yeah, but it wasn't this level. It wasn't the the VP level or whatever. It's like no matter what, it's again, I think it goes back to that mystical thing. And I believe that this is all related to karma. And karma, it's an interesting dynamic, especially amongst family, but karma is the sum For those of you who don't know, and it might be a strange concept if you haven't or heard it. I'm sure you have heard the word, but karma is actually the sum of one's thoughts, words, and actions in this existence or this lifetime and past existences and lifetimes that appear in the current time. But think about it. Everybody, I myself, uh, sometimes think, oh, wow, well, look at this person is born in that type of family. Or whether it's better or whether it's worse, you, 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 it came to your mind. It came to my mind. It still come to my mind. And I'm, I, I'm looking at this, wow, wow, I'm lucky. Or I'm unlucky. Or wow, that would be great. Or that would be great. I mean, you do that, right? The same, Trace? Do you do that? I think everyone does. Yeah, I think everyone. You know, to ev- some degree. Everyone, sure. everyone does. So comically, or, or like this mystical part that we were talking about, the blood, the blood is the blood is is can we say maybe the dna is mystic is as a mystical part oh of course it does you think it's so? unique to each individual yeah. that's walking we say oh she's blood or his blood means his family correct yeah oh yeah yeah yes 
So the mystical part is like, maybe you won't, you will disagree listening to that. But I personally think that we choose our family. And I believe that. I learned that. I didn't know at the beginning, but I know. And I think you got something, I mean, you have it in words. Yeah, when we say choose your family, you don't, you know, go through a... Uh, like a Victoria's Secret catalog and go, yeah, I want this one. It, that's not what we're talking about. We're talking about... Good catalog, by the way. In, yeah. The quality's not what it used to be, though, even like five years ago. Anyway, uh, tangent, back to subject. Uh, we choose our family in a, uh, in a spiritual sense. So I'd like to read a quote from Daisaku Ikeda from the book called Faith into Action. Quote. You may wonder why you were born into your family or why your parents aren't as kind as others, or why you're not blessed with a more beautiful home and a better family. You may want to run away from home, but the fact is you were born to this particular family in this particular place and on this planet Earth. You were not born into any other family. This fact encompasses the meaning of everything. End quote. That's beautiful, and it's, it's, it's hard. I think it's hard to put in writing uh, like you just read, to to, uh, to understand that we choose our family. I mean, no matter what, why we are born in this family, I think we choose it. And that's a belief, okay? Mm-hmm. It's a belief. You believe it or not. But even if you don't believe it, and even if you raise that that matters right now as you're listening to that, and you, un- you uh, want to understand that, think about it, how, how, how deep it is. You choose your family. Like you choose the place where you live. Or sometimes you don't because of your work, but there's some kind of part of the way. It's a it's a it's a dialogue that we can have with people, and you can have with your friends or your family. But uh, I haven't done that 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 uh, conversation with my family. I'm hoping and I'm pushing to get there, but it's absolutely true that maybe we choose our family. Yeah, don't you think, Trust? I would love to I'm- have that discussion with my dad because he is um. He was stationed in Asia several times and spent years at a time there. So it would be very, he would be very open to that conversation. But again, there's a lot of element that comes into that belief. But think about it. It's important to know that, wow, maybe we choose our family. Mm -hmm. If we choose our family, we need to take responsibility of that family. And as we know, the word responsibility, if you put it, if you put it, you cut it into then you have responsibility. Then you flip is the ability of response. So think about how you're going to respond when some conflict happens, boundaries or anything that happens in your family. If you base, try to act on the fact that you choose that family and see if something changed, uh, then you can deal with the matters. The, the, like we said, the geographic distance, the boundaries, you know, the conflict and the approval, all those elements. Yeah, if you got there. any conflict questions or boundary crossing questions, just email me. I'll be glad to give you my take on it. I'm definitely, the queen of that. <laughs> although we're not shrink, and that's definitely not what we no. are. We're just two two person, you know, giving you our experience in that. Let's 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 go to the. How about culture? Oh, what about cultures and family? Just let's we'll touch on that. Not not a very long time, but just like some differences. And in our case, yes. uh, me being born American and Fabrice being born in France, I definitely see some cultural differences in uh, each each visit. I say more than I, I say Tracy more than born, raised. Yes, well, of course, born That's and raised. More, yes. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, born okay, and cool. raised. Yeah. Born and raised. Yes. Yeah, I think the American family is. Uh, I might get some some feedback from this, but 
the American family is more of an idea than an actual uh, reality. People say they're family-oriented, they're this, that, and the other, but the way our system is set up, it's not really reflective of that. And, for instance, people eat at different times and schedules because life is busy, because we are about work in America. That comes first, money comes first. And, frankly, I like it that way. I do, too. It works for me, it's what I know, it's really comfortable. Um, The family... I mean, maybe in certain areas of the South and where family does mean everything with extended, they have family reunions. I have a friend who goes to the same family reunion every summer, same location, same people, same food. I think that would drive me crazy to go to the same place all the day. You already know what to expect. But you know what? That's a beautiful thing. But um, with that's regard- how you create relations. Yeah, well. no, it you is good relationship from your past. You know, you can, and, and and well, you know, let's let's if we you bring the element of culture into family. Uh, well, in America is this way, but look, for example, me when you raise in France is about food, so you have to sit around the table. It's more family Latino. It's because maybe we we, we are uh, let's say Latino. I mean, the French is Latino background, the Spanish Latino background, the Italian. Maybe in the North is different. Although I think that over the Europe family, uh, for example, and we talk about Europe and America since we talk about our experience. You look at it; it's you sit at the table, you eat, and you talk uh, more often than I'm sh- in in the in the American society. Uh, when you're young or when you're old, uh, the, the Sunday uh, dinner, the Sunday lunch, uh, after you know, and as you say, maybe you're right in the south. Maybe it's more well, than, than, or maybe maybe in bigger city. Well, it than, could be no. that when Europeans and other immigrants came, they started with East Coast and the South. Yes, and then as you're moving west, it seems like the farther away you get from the East Coast, the less family-oriented things are. Well, it's more money-oriented, I would say, because it's the the gold rush. Yeah. <laughs> he moved out. Again, after he, money. That's yeah. right. It, was, it went from east to west. I did pan for gold once. I got a couple you know, little flakes, but it was kind of a waste of time. He, they, <laughs> they went from east to west for the gold. It was the gold rush. So it was mm-hmm. it was financially... They weren't focused on, on yes. having family dinners. So, so. yeah, it's is the boogie. It's called the East Coast boogie and the West Coast boogie, if you think about it. But we, I think, we're so different. But I think also, um, you know, we could go on about how people raise their kids. I think that uh, in well, France... But that's a whole other topic. Yeah, I, I would say that... I would say that culture has a big impact... On the uh, on the family on nuclear family and uh, I'm the proof of that. Um, when there's things that happens, for example, between me and Tracy, that definitely we you know it's cultural. Uh, we don't have kids, so we by choice by, by design ch- by choice, and we don't know how to. That's a whole th- that other will, topic that will play into it. But we know that as you two human being, husband and wife, it is definitely. The cultural part in the family as an impact. But wait a second, we don't have kids. My kids have four legs. Well, they used to because now we 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 don't have some. Well, we do sort of because she moved. She's living with our neighbor friends, and it's very dysfunctional family. So yes, because we have more than one person in it, right? So so yeah. So if you think about the cultural, I mean, you look at the Latinos. There's a lot of Latinos here. They're really family oriented. So I guess as an impact, 
this culture has an impact on the way they raise their family and the children and the things like this. But if you go maybe in Asia, well, what about in Asia? It's a whole know. new, yeah. and, and it's a whole new dynamic. And the, the good part about LA is that we can observe all that, uh, but not in a whole, in a home. Well, I think it's can. very basic. In other countries, with the exception of America, family is first. In America, it's more of we you want so? you to believe it as opposed to actually being it. The divorce rate is really high. There's a lot of split families. Um, you know, I, I don't think that family is the most important thing in reality in America. But it still has a strong, strong power because Thanksgiving and Christmas and a lot of, of, of those where you'd get the time. We are uh, broadcasting, so you have to understand that we can't go in specific into detail and everybody has his own uh, perspective on the family nuclear but yes culture is another one so when you're dealing with people that comes from a different country and when you uh, uh, uh we're talking or if a friend asks you uh, 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 help uh, with with you talking at the table with other parents if your parents and and about the, your kids or their kids and Make sure that you get this in your mind, that the culture has a big, big, oh, big uh, influence if, on the response you're going to give. A cultural difference that I've noticed is when Americans marry a culture outside of America, it's not customary in America. When I say customary, I mean it's not the norm that the grandparents would live with you. In other cultures, everybody can live under the same roof. That does not happen in America for the most part. I think maybe in isolated areas, but it's pretty much once you flee the nest, you start your own thing where other cultures are not necessarily that way. In Europe, I noticed that it's often uh, that the family, the children don't live too far from the mother and the father. I noticed that, that they don't venture too much. That's the South too. And most people yes. who are born and raised in the South return to the South. Yeah, they return or, yep. they, or, they, or they never flee or, or if they, 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 they leave... Uh, next to, they don't A mile two, or two away. Yeah, it's like mile. super close. It's, or, or even like 10, 10, 20 miles, but not far. And I noticed that in Europe as well. But, but if you are, you know, someone who does not live near your family, you're not a weirdo, okay? Yes. It's just because I don't. And it's all a product of upbringing. So it's what's familiar to you. It's what works for you. And uh, there's everybody has a different way to live. So Definitely. And, and, and the culture... Uh, the impact of the culture on the family is tremendous. Oh, uh, that was a great topic. Yeah, it was awesome. Thanks. Enjoy doing it. Hope you did too. Yeah, I did. It was great. And now, an episode fun fact. Yes. I thought this is pretty interesting. Since we do live in LA and Hollywood, I thought I'd bring this one up today. Movie trailers were originally shown after the movie, which is why they're called trailers. The first one was this very month of November in 1913. Actually, it was for an upcoming play called The Pleasure Seekers. And they showed rehearsal footage. Wow. That's, Isn't that cool? Yes, that's that's really cool. I'm sure it wasn't high-tech and CG and, and flashy, fancy-pants trailer. It was probably very simple and basic. So now when you go to the movie, you say, I want to see the trailer. So what do you have? You can't come any more early. You have to stay. Well, at least if you stay. The good thing about the trailer after, Tracy... That means that you could see the, the the all the people that worked on the movie. Yeah, but now, no one no one looks at that. Now no more no nobody looks at that. Maybe no. we should do trailer before and after. So every podcast after the fun fact, we give you a spotlight. 
So the, the spotlight of this um, month of November, um, it's the Dan Rather interviews. Now, if you guys have the opportunity to see that, it's phenomenal. But his reputation as, an in, as a person in, to interview others. And those are uh, on 2.99 Access TV. They, are, they have rerun, they're on demand. So grab them. Uh, it's mainly, uh, they started with the musician, but now he's venturing into actor and even a, a pro, um, director. It goes to movie, of course. But please catch those damn rather interviews. And um, it's phenomenal how much you learn about the people that they get interviewed and how much you learn even about yourself when you can relate to that person. So the Dan Rather's interviews uh, on Access TV for Spectrum is $2.99. For the others, I don't really know. And there's some as well on YouTube. You can get some, uh, not all of them, but you can get some parts on it. The episode quote. Today's quote is from Alan. It's either Dundas or Duns. He is a former professor of anthropology and a folklorist at UC Berkeley. Unfortunately, he passed away in 2005. Quote, light travels faster than sound. This is why some people appear bright until you hear them speak. <laughs> Brilliant. Brilliant quote, definitely. Thank you so very much for listening. And we want to wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving. And please overeat. Um, but make sure you work out too. Uh, yes. Happy Thanksgiving to all of you. Thank you so much. Thank you. Merci beaucoup. Merci and uh, beaucoup. remember to go and contact your family members that you haven't talked to in a while if you want to connect. Yes. And remember, stay tuned for next month. We don't know what our topic is yet, but we will figure it out. It's going to be December holiday time. So maybe something around that. Don't know yet. And if you have any comments or suggestions, please email us at rockyourlife at thevignatis.com. Again, that's T-H-E-V-I-G-N-A. TIS.com, as well as the website www.thevignatis, that is plural.com. All right, thank you very much, guys, for listening. Till the next one. Thank you so much. Happy Thanksgiving. And remember, we are here to help you rock, rock your, your life. life.